0: Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Each day this week we have been celebrating some of the best SMEs the country has to offer. It's with thanks to OnPost Commerce, proud to help SMEs to grow and succeed. Our final guest this week is Siobhan Nigorbe of uh, from Sintola's goats cheese. And she's based in ennis Diamond in County Clare. She turned her back on being a primary school teacher to creating artisan cheeses with 300 goats. Good morning, Siobhan.
1: Good morning, Joe. Lovely to talk to you.
0: And lovely to talk to you and greetings to lovely County Clare. Um, What made you turn your back on being a Moonshore, Moonshore Scullina, to uh, herding 300 goats?
1: I question myself at times too about that, Joe. It was um, so it, the do. enthusiasm of, of youth, and I suppose my passion about coming from uh, North Clare, where I, um, where we have a family farm of sixty acres, and I'm one of six siblings, and I suppose my parents who had inherited the farm. They were teachers themselves, but they had leased out the land. And I suppose in my early 20s, I realised how important how it important was to look after the land, that land was a very important asset um, for the future, not for our generation, but future generations. So I decided to go farming instead of full-time teaching.
0: And, and why goats? I mean, had you already been herding goats? Had your family already been in that business or was it something that had always fascinated you?
1: No, um, no, we weren't herding goats, but our neighbors, Megan Derrick Gordon, uh, who were the original owners of St. Tola, um, goat herd and, and making the cheese. They were our neighbors and I knew them since we were very young because two of my sisters had had asthma when they were born. So we had bought milk off them. And so I had, um, worked with them during the, during the summers, my holidays, and they were retiring. And I thought it was an opportunity to do something, you know, that was, um, Available, you know, there was the same type of land, they had the same type of land as we had and I knew Terrar was very important. So it just seems like an opportunity that had kind of landed on my lap, that they were about to retire. They had no family themselves and they were looking for somebody to take over their herd of goats and continue to make the cheese. So that's what I did in 19- 1999.
0: It's interesting how goat's cheese was always associated with as a milk substitute. But now people deliberately go out and buy goat's cheese because of the flavour. It has soared in popularity.
1: It sure has. From when I first started um, making the cheese and tasting it, because I remember originally the first time I was tasting it at a shop up in Dublin, Meg was saying to me, when you're doing your tasting, don't tell people initially that it's goat's cheese, because if you do, they will walk away and not taste it. Just tell them it's a fresh goat, a fresh cheese from County Clare, which, you know, which I did, and pe- a lot of people tasted it. and then afterwards, when I told them it was goat's cheese, they were pleasantly surprised for the majority of them. There were the one or two who would taste and liked it, then, you know, for psychological reasons, <laughs> thought they didn't like it when I told them it was goat's cheese, but now it's completely different. People are very uh, adventurous is open to all sorts of um, flavours and now people are actually looking for stronger and more mature um, goat's cheese which we make here at St. Tola.
0: And do you export any of your goat's cheese yet?
1: We do, yeah, we've been exporting from the very start when I uh, took over from Megan Derrick, they had uh, they had one client over in, in England, Jar Dairy, who've stayed our long term customers. We also have some other customers over the UK and we sell a small amount into the States uh, when we make our hard cheese and also into Italy where goat's cheese is very popular.
0: Now, how was lockdown for you guys?
1: At the beginning, Joe, I must say it was very, very challenging for about the first six weeks because we were just coming into, it was March, which would be just coming into peak production, just when the hospitality sector was about to open. And at that time, they would have been 60% of our, of our business. So it was quite stressful initially as to what to do with our fridge full of a fridge full of cheese, how I was going to keep my employees on working because they weren't going to be able to survive with young families on the three fifty euro now uh, 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 a week. A week. But um, I suppose we turned around our business in that we I had just about I was just about to um, start my online business buying online. Fortunately, I got good publicity from that in the media from the likes of yourselves. So um we got a lot of orders online which helped us get through it initially. Then we started making more hard cheese and long shelf life cheese. Uh, the retail sector opened up a lot of independent shops that wouldn't have been stocking, you know, artisan food products started doing so because I suppose they were the only outlet for people to be able to get such products. So after about the first two months, um uh, the stress decreased somewhat, but we go nowadays from one challenge to another in this new world. From, and, from what I can see, Joe, but we're still and here that new and challenge, we're still working
0: hard. And that's great to hear. But that new challenge now is quite pronounced. The cost of animal feed has soared. The cost of energy is almost doubling. Yes,
1: uh, every there's there's nothing coming down in price. Everything is going up in price, Joe. Um And I thought when we, you know, when we came out of the COVID scenario, I, I like everybody else, I thought at least we will have a quiet period now, but we went straight into this, you know, dramatic increase in costs, which I suppose has been very much highlighted by the invasion of Ukraine. And I suppose it just requires uh, calm and uh, smart thinking from a business point of view even from people's personal home point of view. I suppose there have to be um, certain cutbacks with regards to trimmings. But what's important to me is that, you know, I keep my team who have been so loyal to me over the years that I keep them employed. Um, we've had to look at price increases, which we have increased. Actually, our new price increase comes in today, the 1st of July. But if you can't um, increase your prices with your customers, um, I think a lot of businesses will go, will, you know, will actually go out of business. But you have to be careful how you do it, and you have to offer them, you know, different kind of offerings. I have a very fresh cheese which is easier to produce, so some of my customers have switched um, to using that product because it is obviously then um, it, it comes at a lower cost to buy. But uh, it is quite challenging. But you need to uh, look at your figures on a constant basis, on a weekly basis. I would say at this stage. But I suppose there's a will, there's a way. And we have come through um, the last financial crisis in 2008. We've come through COVID. So I stay positive, as do my team and those around us with the support of the likes of Isme. We all work together um, to keep businesses like ours afloat, which are so important. Which, Indigenous Irish business are so important to the rural but, community in particular, but also uh, it to, is, in the it cities is as well.
0: It definitely is Siobhan and um, your positivity is shining through there and I wish you the best of luck and if anyone is um, feeling hungry after that discussion I certainly am uh, you, you should check out their website wwwsaint s-t-tola.ie Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.